Whew. Welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse. The no- wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, we're wait, going wait, back wait. again. I forgot John, to play the theme song. Please, I need my theme music. <gasps> and go. Wonderful, wonderful. Extra long intro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't know how to fade out the music anymore. It's been that long since we've last done the podcast. Oh, welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse, the Nerds Way. I'm your host, Adam, and with me is that other guy that no one remembers and they really just listen to for Adam. I don't think that's true in the slightest because we'll I'm a, a crazy homicidal man. Do a survey, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure most of our listenership is just your family because there's so many of them. Um, I do have 1,200 direct siblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's impressive, very impressive. Uh, but anyways, welcome to the episode and welcome to those, if any of you are joining us live, uh, a warm welcome to you and hopefully you'll find some enjoyment out of today and the topics that we'll be covering. Um, John, what have you been up to? It's been such a long time since we've uh, done an episode. I mean, I don't think anything too crazy is happening. I mean, yeah. No, I can't think of anything. I mean, besides, you know having another child doubling the size of my oh john you're just getting ready for that apocalypse building your army mate yeah well i figure if i have them now and the apocalypse hits in a few years they'll be ready to like do gardening and uh... yeah guard duty as well Mm. they'll have good old uncle adam teach him how to you know shoot a bow i was literally about to just say that (laughs) um yeah well that's good no i um well, no, I mean, for me, it's just been work and more work and wanting to weep, you know, just the usual stuff, you know, crying rivers of blood, you know, that's good fun. It's, it's great. It's great. It's great. Um, but yeah, no, overall, it's been pretty good. I'm looking, oh, everyone, I hope everyone had a wonderful festive period mm. um, and you didn't indulge too much. I know I certainly did, but that's just me. <laughs> Uh, um. <laughs> when you say indulging, do you mean like indulging in your dark, sinister tendencies or just like food? So our first topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good idea. So over the, I would say it was over the festive period, kind of. Mm. But I saw a fantastic movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. I wasn't expecting to, um, but I'm sure many of you have seen it by now. But June. I'm sure you've seen it as well. Oh, I have. I epic. I, I don't know if anyone's heard that the main actor, his name is Timothy Chalamet. I've taken to calling him Timothy Chalabay, which is before oh, anyone else. Oh, Chalabay. He is a bit of a before anyone else, if you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> I think I've got a new segment, um, and it's just going to be kiss, marry, kill. Uh, and all the options are just Timothy Chalamet. Um, oh, that's great. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. I thought it was highly enjoyable. So many things fantastic with it. The yeah. only criticism I have would have been the sound design because I found sometimes the sound was just so overwhelming uh, that I couldn't hear any of the dialogue. Yes. Um, but other than that, I thought it was... To say so- incredible is... Uh, an insult to it, to be perfectly mm. honest. I loved it. 
So uh, it, I'm glad you brought up the sound design because that's actually one of the things that I appreciate most about the movie. But I was actually, I went to see this movie with my sister and we were talking, I think the last movie we saw together or the last significant one was Tenet. And we were talking, and that is a movie that's become quite famous for having quite difficult to understand dialogue and quite over the top music and sound effects. And I would say Dune had this, had a similar sort of problem. If you can call it that. Yeah, yeah. But we were talking about how even in movies where the sound mixing is perfect and there's no over-dramatization, mm. we just sort of get the general vibe of what people are saying rather than the actual words. So the context is enough. So when you're watching it at home, it's fine because you can just turn on subtitles. But there's no option at any cinema that I know. Although I guess they have hearing impaired. I've never gone to it. Anyway, I I'm getting didn't know tra- that. Topic. I would have totally. I'm not hearing impaired, but I love subtitles. Yeah, subtitles. Because you get the whole context of what everyone's saying yeah, rather exactly. than the vibe. Um, oh, you know, okay. Just a point. Okay. I've got to I've got to raise this, which I'm positive uh, many of you out there will agree with me because all our, our listenership of boomers uh, just like myself. I am the heart of a boomer. Uh, no, no. But <laughs> you you are seventy years old. Actually, <laughs> you have the heart of a silent generation. I find that boomer. Sorry, I found that boomer. <laughs> I have found that the whole vibe. <laughs> right the the culture surrounding vibe oh vibe check the vibe off. right i get it like do i we think need it's to, a- like do the transition sound effect and this is going to be adam's oh the like, rant soapbox I, yeah fair enough yeah no but you see i don't mind the word yeah like it is incredibly useful like yes. it has so much utility to it but it's just it bothers me still okay like it's just- i won't say vibe we get the general idea of what people are saying from tone and how they react to each other rather than the words and i don't know we both also were thinking about like how we find it difficult to like because you you're paying attention to the other things like the cinematography or the sound effects like yeah. you said but i i have to say i love the, the sound design but i also understand it's difficult to understand dialogue. Yes. I think like the sounds of the sandworms were great. Particularly oh, yeah. the sound of the voice. Like that. The, <laughs> and it doesn't a, sound like words. But I want to know what they did with oh, that. Like how they overlaid. Like, on me what too. They, they've probably just chosen some re- like rhinoceroses getting it on or something. <laughs> and just layered that into that. I mean, you know, it's, it's horrifying. I mean, personally, that is possibly one of the most scary sounds I could imagine. I wouldn't want to go camping in Africa and wake up to hearing that noise. Um, so. Yeah, the voices oh. probably had that laid into it. Um, but fun fact uh, that I heard was that the voice was inspired by the force. No, the force was inspired by the voice. Other way around, yeah, yeah. yeah that's which right. I find to be incredible. They a little fun fact for all our wonderful listeners. Because although the movie came out this year, there have been two movies before this one, like two series of movies, and the book was written before Star Wars. Yeah. So if anyone goes, oh, Dune, don't see it. It's just a copy of Star Wars flip the script it's the other way around yeah but, but it's, it's quite amazing it still holds up mm. like for being so long ago like written so long ago i i think it still holds up like i don't see a lot of problematic things with it well like in compared to some of the other things that have occurred like some of the old works of fiction that have been cancelled because of like dr right. dr zeus and things like that um, yeah, I think, and, and I think it does it well because it, it recreates like politics, and obviously it's got houses and all that kind of thing, and um, 
it, it has this depth to its universe. And I actually found that with the prequels of Star Wars, I found it felt a bit flat. I wonder if George Lucas was trying to make, trying to fill out his world by adding all these political things. But really, I think the author of Dune, I do not remember the name, um, was like, is interested in it, you know, and they talk about authors should always write what they are interested in. It, well, yeah, it comes exactly. out because it's like, it's just the natural way of storytelling. He's like, the author is not telling you about like politics for the sake of it. It's like, that is the language out of which the story is told. Yeah, for sure. And you've got to come from a place of passion with that stuff, mm. you know? Um, like recently, very weird and very niche. One of my interests and guilty pleasures at the moment have been listening to Question Time in Parliament, um, which I know is very odd and very <laughs> weird. So, so your next novel is going to be about, like, well... The liberal corruption. No, um, <laughs> Scott Morrison not able to answer questions. No, 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 no. But it's more like... Uh, I have to say, right, Australian politics, boring. Right, our House of Representatives quite dull. You watch the UK House of yeah. Lords, and that stuff is fire. I can't believe I said this stuff is fire. Don't worry, I will uh, whip myself later on. But it is definitely worth watching because it is hilarious. I mean, you see, I, you've got the Speaker of our House, right? Who's just like, like strict. He's just like, okay, like as soon as one person speak up, he's like, order, order. And then you've got the House of Lords, where you've got so many of these MPs is crammed into this tiny. Space space and they're all just yelling and shouting at oh, each other oh, love it it's great it's fun to watch i highly recommend it um but yes uh sorry back to the topic june and the houses sorry that's what just got to me and coming from a place of passion um yeah i just find that well speaking of passion right this is why it's taken so long for doors of stone for patrick rothfuss's next book as you uh our loyal listeners are aware, we must talk about Patrick Rothfuss at Wait. least once an episode. Before we transition to that topic, okay. I feel like I need to also mention that oh, the author yes. of Dune is Frank Herbert because we have an avid listener of our podcast that will probably throw all the Dune books at my head if he discovers that I forgot what the name of the author is. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they're very big, thick novels, so that's <laughs> going to be painful. So uh, thank you, Tyson, uh, retrospectively. I'm sure you're breathing a sigh of relief if you're listening to this now. <laughs> uh, don't worry, and we're not going to say anything about science this time, uh, even though science does not exist and everything is just basically magic. Okay, like a cell phone is powered by a SIM card. Oh, sorry, by like a microchip, right? <laughs> Which is basically what? just a rock turning electricity into magic. Boom. That's all I'm saying. Stop trying to trigger our listeners, Adam. <laughs> I, I, I do feel like there are a few more things I want to say about yeah, June as well. Yeah, I'm so, happy to, yeah. Because um, it is such a phenomenal movie. I think I didn't know about The Voice. I, didn't, I thought it was 100% realistic. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because just... And it, it's fascinating to me because I'm so into so many franchises, especially with science fiction. But yeah. Dune, I've never seen, never read anything. It's all mm. just osmosis from hearing other people talk about it. Yet still, I knew the context of, you know, the desert planet and you just cannot survive without getting, like, you only have a limited supply of water so it all gets recycled. Like, a single drop just of water is worth... Everything for these people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
I still knew that. And it's really interesting that that is such a strong premise for the story that it sort of like exudes itself out, even if you never consume mm-hmm. the concept. Well, I like what they talked about the trees, right? So like a cup of water, 20 cups per tree, 20 trees. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. I like and that. There were, and he was immediately like, well, let's get rid of the trees. But he's like, well, there's more significance to it. That was really interesting. So I don't think there's a continuity or a problem with it, right? But- so you have House Atreides who took over the like the world, right? Mm. Um, to because of the Emperor, uh, long may he reign. Um, <laughs> I don't think hey, we're supposed I'm a, to. I'm a monarchist, like right? The These oh, no, we don't technically. Um, but <laughs> monarchist, and therefore I must automatically adhere to imperialistic uh, standards. But anyway, uh, that's why I always choose the Imperials in Skyrim because I'm so not a rebel. House House Atreides takes over. A tra- Atreides. Atreides. Sorry. House Atreides takes over planet Arrakis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, I've mixed some of the syllables between those two words. <laughs> Just a meld. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but the the house that they took it over from, they must have also taken care of those palm trees. Yeah, which is surprising because they which, don't seem to care about anything. Well, they, the, in one of the scenes, they're on fire and getting burned. Oh, yeah. So they... Mm, oh, man. There's so much... Oh, the, I love it. That's great. There's oh. so many cool things about it. The, the only co- like it was three hours, right? That's yeah. not a complaint for me because it didn't feel I, like three hours to me. I have to admit, if you ever see this movie, oh, I guess it's out of the cinema now, but true. I didn't go to the toilet before, and boy, did I regret it by the end because there's no <laughs> there's no dull scenes. Well, no, there's nothing you really want to like. The if first you like act, well, that's true. Yeah, like oh that. That scene, right? Like, you know, you start on the Atreides planet uh, and then obviously the Herald of the Emperor arrives oh, yeah. and the ship, that ship in orbit And they're was playing just bagpipes. Epic. How yeah. random is that? I bagpipes love Bagpipes survive, Zimmer. mate. Love it. Oh, maybe it's part so of the book. Good. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, uh, everything about it was great. The soundtrack was amazing. Um, mm. The effects were great. Like, I love the villain, like um, the Baron, right? So he just has that sinister, like the. I thought one of the best sound design choices. Like yeah. this is why, like I said, yeah. Oh, the only problem I have was the sound design, right? Because yeah. it's so overwhelming. This was overwhelming to me as well, but in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. When he's taken over a tra- uh, a Arrakis, the Baron, like he's gone yeah. board of the army. Atreides has been defeated, and he's sitting there, and you have. Um, the head of House Atreides, like, passed out, essentially, and he's waking up, and you have the Baron eating. We probably should have said spoilers, but there's too many names. If you haven't seen it, you won't be able to follow what exactly. we're saying anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but the he's eating, and you can hear... It's like ASMR almost. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it's just like... oh, oh, And because he's, like, the very epitome of gluttony, you know? Um, I I also liked his sound design, the Baron specifically, and I thought you were going to mention this, but but mm -hmm. it's interesting that you brought something else out that was good about him. But the thing I liked is he has this like hover thing that clips onto his back and when it activates, just that visceral, it's kind of like, I can't make that sound. It's like a power up. It's like, (laughs) but it feels like both his back is cracking, but also like this immense power. Yeah. so weird. So but good. What other movie would have that kind of stuff in? None. Love it. And, you know, I don't think they shied away from, like, uncomfortable topics and things like that. I thought it was real good. The, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of Jason Momoa in this. Oh, okay. But that being said, I'm not the, like, I'm not going to rag on it at all. I thought it was okay. <laughs> um, maybe I just think they kind of leaned, like, tried to lean too heavily on his stuff. Like, 
I just sense that they could have developed his character a bit more because he's meant to be Rather like this than awesome. Just be like, this is the actor, and now you like the yeah, character. exactly. Yeah, fair but enough. that's all right. Like I said, I I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but no, I th- out of okay, out of ten, can't choose a seven. Thanks, screen review time say, warp. I'm gonna say eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go listen to Screen Review Time Warp if They'll you go actually much want a proper review of this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> um, this is just a uh, survivor's view of it. Exactly. We're just here to give you entertaining things and draw you in yeah. to survive <laughs> lockdown, um, to survive sitting in your house for hours on end. Um, <laughs> I would say for me, I'd go for 8.5, 8.7. Oh, where are our points? Yeah, well, we're you know what, eight flats good. Eight flat, eight flat. I reckon good. it would have been better if there had been a slightly more unique storytelling. Okay, so quick nerdy thing. I really like Dennis Villeneuve, and he always does something really interesting with flashbacks. And it's a theme that you see throughout his movies, or at least the ones I've seen. So maybe it was just those, and he's never done it before or since. But there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie, but they're just kind of, not flashbacks, flash forwards, but. The interesting thing that he does with it is you like you see the future, but it's not quite right. Like, oh, yeah, someone dies, but it's the wrong person. dying. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really interesting concept, but it hasn't been you. It feels like it needs to be used to its full potential. Like somehow it's significant why the people are all wrong and swapped around and that kind of thing. Otherwise, it's just like a misdirect for its own sake. So, but I suspect like he could be playing the long game with this. Yeah. And he could be doing um, like in the third movie, it's revealed why and there's a pattern to who, why the people are wrong and that kind of stuff. But I don't know, like it's okay. Not everything needs to be the world's most unique storytelling device. Um, yeah. Oh, well. No, uh, just one of our wonderful listeners asking. We are talking about Dune um, and just nerding out about how great it was and all that stuff. So thank you, Joshua. Um, thank you for listening and tuning in. Uh, but I would say, yeah, Dune's great. Enjoy it. Watch it when it comes out. Uh, I don't think it's out on any of the streaming services at the moment, yeah, which is weird because Eternals is. Like well, they rush that. I think it is on, it is because it originally came out on streaming, but sort of the community all together agreed that none of them would watch it because they felt that it would be more significant to watch it on the screen. It's and true. that's what oh, I Oh, 100%. So much it. better on like the big screen. Yeah. 100%. Obviously, if you don't live in Australia, like we live in Western Australia, it's super safe to go to the cinemas, uh, or at least it was back in December. <laughs> so you've got to do what's safe in your country. But if you can get there, it's totally worth it. Yeah, for sure. But the. Speaking of which, just briefly. Yes. Um, Eternals. Oh, Did you okay. see Eternals? Wait, I need to use the transition sound effect before. Oh, okay. We do Sorry, that, ready? I've been itching to use it this yep, whole time. Yeah, that's fair. Yes. So I saw Eternals. We saw it together, actually. And oh, yeah, we did too. That's right. I'm so far behind with Marvel. Like the last. I've been. What is it? I think. Captain America Winter Soldier or something? I don't know. No, wow. Wait, and I skipped a few and then I watched Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah, but I mean, Doctor Strange. So I'm is very cool. far behind. Very. Yeah, right. Okay, so just uh, we'll go briefly through some MCU stuff, right? Wait, uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. Unless I'll, I'll well, take this my is speculation. Off. Wait, but you're still there. The, so yeah, I'll still be exactly. 
Oh, oh sorry. Hello, Luke. Yes, you're distracting me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Wait, so- why? You- hang on. Just just pause for a second. So, if you're listening to this podcast, we're trying out live streaming. And we're I just want to say both me and Adam shared it. But for some reason, way more of Adam's friends no, no, are this commenting is on, the on his Surviving post. the Apocalypse. Oh, it's on our main post. For yeah. some reason, I can't get any of the chats. So, no one say something mean about me or won't. No. Well, unfortunately- Well, now it's going to be all mean So, comments. unfortunately, John- I'm Sorry, I- <laughs> Uh, one of our listeners, Pete, hello Pete, uh, <laughs> wants you to play a tune on the cello okay, for us. All right. So I'll we'll do you, that at the end. I'll let you talk about Eternals. I'll start tuning the cello. <laughs> Excellent. So Eternals, right? Yes. Uh, set up a whole bunch of stuff for the MCU. Mm. Oh, by the way, how great was uh, Araman? Like at the end? Like, so they've defeated the... Uh, I'm not going to actually do all the spoilers. So they're at the very end and they think they've won and then Araman just rocks up. Like you see him in the sky. Like his head just hovering there, essentially. Oh yes, at the, like at the very end. I love anything with big scale. No, I hate it. It's <laughs> I hate it. So recently, listeners, so we've discussed before phobias, right? This isn't a transition. <laughs> this is a little rant. Um, oh, I don't need to use the sound effect. No, I don't need to use a sound effect. Not Can for I this use one. a different one? This sure. One. Yeah, yeah. And so, aside, <laughs> <laughs> so my phobia is megalophobia. Right, Ooh, and I, I have recently that. discovered this. Mm. So I was watching something on TikTok. Yes, I'm on TikTok. Don't make a big thing out of it. Uh, and no, 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 sorry, I'm not on TikTok. I watch TikTok. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's not true. We made one TikTok together. It was like a horror short. Oh yeah, that's right. We could probably do more of those. It yeah, would be fun. random. So anyway, um, and it was actually meant to be like a horror thing. I was watching as well, funnily enough. But it's a, a VH a VSX. A, I don't know, special effects artist who had created a whole bunch of weird stuff. And one of the weird things was a lifelike planet. Like if it appeared in a, like this, where our moon is and it's coming towards us, there's nothing you can do to beat that. It's horrible. It's creepy. I just don't like it at all. It scares me. I don't like it. Like the ocean being in, nah, in the middle of the ocean, big waves, <laughs> forget yeah. about it. Um, anyway, so that's the aside. Uh, Eternals was Good. I enjoyed it. I had nothing like negative to say about it. I enjoyed the acting. Yeah, I was all good. I, my favorite part in the entire movie was definitely when Sprite got hit in the back of the head with a rock. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally <laughs> cheered. Um, and all the projections just suddenly disappeared. Yeah, I was just like, woo, go you. <laughs> it was really interesting because at first I was like, because with the Eternals, they they all have different powers and stuff. And a lot of them are borrowed powers from other superheroes that you've seen, but they're supposed to be the originals and stuff like that. And Can't I was like, yeah. oh, Sprite, it's not going to be that interesting. We've seen people that can make illusions of other people before, but then it's sort of revealed that Sprite can like duplicate a volcano which I've many 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 times over so that like was really interesting have you seen loki no i haven't seen the tv show okay so loki like a one of the things like all the variants right uh-huh. and one of the variants is specializes in loki magic uh-huh. and loki magic is all about illusion and trickery. Yes. and he uses all his power to make like a image of asgard and like I just thought to myself after watching Eternals, wow, Sprite could have done that with a click of the fingers, you know? <laughs> but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but what I actually wanted to do was speculation. Yes. So Tom Cruise, one of the things I've heard, Tom Cruise is rumoured to be in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness as Iron Man. And not just Iron Man, like Iron Man Prime. He has three of the Infinity Stones. 
Apparently. I don't know if that's true, but that is uh, one of the leaks. We'll find out together. Well, they do need to choose a new Iron Man actor, don't they? True, but I don't think they're going to continue on with the, like, Iron Man storyline anymore. Like, I think they're going to move into, like... I'm probably one of maybe three people that actually saw Iron Man 3. um, And... (laughs) I thought it wasn't too bad. It was okay, but I think the kid of Iron Man 3... I'm not sure if you remember him. He should be the next Iron Man. Yes, that's right. There was that kid. He was really good. He was actually at Tony Stark's funeral. He was the kid that everyone's like, oh, who's that kid? We probably should have said a spoiler before that. I haven't even seen the movie, but in an episode, this is a slight aside to Eternals, but in an episode in the past, I was like, and there was a spoiler if you didn't already get that. I said, oh, you know what? My prediction is Iron Man's going to die. And then I later found out that he did. True. Because I watched Spider-Man. <gasps> Spoiler! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before, stupidly before the other movie because I was getting ready for Through the Spider. No, uh, nowhere. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Point One is, of the I predicted the end of In f- uh, Endgame. Yeah, mm-hmm. without having seen it. And someone messaged me and they're like, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, did what? And now I know what they meant. Because I actually spoiled it without knowing. John, John, John. How disappointing. But you're forgiven, I suppose. But the... Uh, I thought... So, uh, Doctiverse... Doctiverse, wow. <laughs> Doctiverse. They should Doctiverse. call it that. They should. And then they should have the Doctor rock up. But uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is meant to be massive. Like, apparently, Chris Evans is coming back. But not as Captain America. Oh. He's coming back as the Human Torch from the Fantastic Four. Because he was the actor in that. Oh, was he the Human Torch in? Yeah, Fantastic Four. Oh my! Um, word. That has completely thrown me for a loop. Yeah, pretty okay, crazy, be right? Because cool, they bought Fox, right? I actually didn't yes. mind the the original Fantastic Four movie. It was kind of cool. Yeah, the first one I didn't mind, and the second one was a bit, Ugh, and I didn't even bother with the next one because that was literally I, just a oh. We want to keep the copyright, and part of the stipulation to that was we have to utilize it, which. I also heard someone say that about Amazing Spider-Man and I've watched the first one, but not the second and it was okay. But man, spoilers for No Way Home. But that Andrew Garfield. Oh, epic, man. Such a good Spider-Man yeah, in for No sure. Way Home. I, I would actually think he's probably like in line with the comics. I'd say he's probably more in line with like, the majority of the comics in I, Spider-Man. Yeah, I heard this good take, um, which is uh, Tobey Maguire is fantastic at being Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield is fantastic at being Spider-Man. And um, Tom Holland is good at doing both. Yeah, that's good. That's a brilliant, brilliant thought. I like that. Yeah. But no one can be fantastic at both yet. Not yet. Give it time. Give it time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm quite enjoy it. And Eternals recommend? No, uh, I'd recommend. I'd I would call go, it six, maybe five. I would go six. Like it's, it's good like, movie, there's some but good it's parts just, in it. You know, I enjoy. Like it is the standard movie. Marvel yeah. movie. Yeah, standard you know, superhero. Right? It's like it is a watered down Avengers movie. Yeah, right? it's like the the B B roll Avengers. But that's exactly what it is. If you're into the Marvel lore, you've got to watch it. It all went over my head, but the people I was with, every five seconds, they were like, oh, my goodness, that means this. And I'm like, 
Whoa, cool. There's explosions. <laughs> so one of the, just one little thing. So at the very end, spoiler, you've got the actor who played Jon Snow, Kit Harrington, looking oh, at yeah. this sword, right? You he's know like, nothing, Jon Snow. And that's the line. No. Um, he's, um, <laughs> Imagine multiverse and they combine <laughs> oh my MCU goodness. And, oh, and the Game of Dis- Thrones. Disney oh, buying wow. HBO, that's horrible. So he's looking over this sword and he's going to pick it up. And then a voice like speaks out from the black at the like off camera and says, you know, I wouldn't do that if I were you or something along those lines. But the cool thing about it is it's been confirmed that that is Blade, right? So they're introducing Blade into the multiverse, which is cool, uh, or into the MCU. MCU, yeah. And it's uh, the actor. I'm not sure if you remember, but he's from like the Green Book. Um, I will get his name Green for book. our fine listeners. You can you can start googling for that, but I just want to point out. See how Adam just then went, oh, and then he like opens up the sword, and then someone's like, go back, and it's this blade thing. This is like all of my friends are like, oh, this is amazing, like blade, and I'm just like, I think I saw an ad once for something called Blade, or maybe I'm thinking of like a men's shaver ad. And they're all like, this is deep Marvel lore. I didn't even know Blade was in MC, like, in was a Marvel comic. So, completely went over my head. But if you love the comics, I, it honestly, there'll be so many treats for you. But yeah. So, it's, uh, he's an Oscar winner, which is brilliant. Um, and his, I've never heard his first name pronounced properly. Um, oh, no. So, Mehashala Ali. Um, uh, yeah, let's go with that. And That's I'm sure cool. Tyson will uh, correct me later on. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, uh, that was a, uh, a little Easter egg at the end there because that was confirmed by the director. Because he he actually called up the director of, like, I think who was going to be the directing the new Blade movie and was oh, like, yeah. yo, Can I want to be Blade. And the director's just like... Oh, wait. Yeah. I want to be... Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, and the director's just like... How do you say no to an Oscar winner? <laughs> so. Well, you can't. You, you just so, don't. Yeah, like that. That was That's pretty cool. That's great. I can't wait for that. All right. <gasps> okay, so we've talked about too many movies. Yeah, too many Most movies. Most of them by Marvel. Most of them by Marvel. <laughs> One of them. An epic. Sci-fi masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were gonna, uh, we were doing an alternating word thing there, but you didn't catch what I oh, was Oh, I didn't. know. sorry. Uh, anyway, we'll, so we'll do that I later. thought we would change speed and go from these like sort of young adult to old adult um, science fiction-y spectaculars and go to a tender-hearted coming-of-age story that Adam is pointing at something. So, I'm getting... So, a novel that I recently read, and I've actually seen the movie as well, and I saw it first, but I recently read the novel because the store the movie impacted me a lot, but it I didn't quite catch the direction. Anyway, I wanted it a lot. Broke my heart. So, you've seen the movie or the book or something? I saw the movie. I haven't read the book. I couldn't. I ain't picking up that book. (laughs) (laughs) So People call me evil. That book crushed me. She, I don't think she meant it to crush people like it has. But if you don't know, if you haven't guessed, the book is Bridge to Terabithia. And if you haven't seen it, uh, what can I say? There may be some spoilers in this review, but I'll let you know before it comes up. So the movie um, I watched a while ago. And like I said, the direction, like it didn't quite match because how do I put this? When I was growing up, I had a similar sort of experience where I would like to imagine worlds and like create things. Mm -hmm. I didn't, none of the people I grew up with suddenly 
Spoilers. Anyway, um, <laughs> so if you don't know, it's a movie about a, the, a friendship between a boy and his neighbor, and they sort of play and play imaginations and that kind of thing. And it was all based off of, man, it's so hard to talk about it without <laughs> spoiling the plot, but this whole idea of them creating this kingdom together, and I never knew that it was written well after The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis and Terabithia actually is something that she thought she invented. Um, oh. But it's actually from Narnia. There's an island called Terabinthia that it's based off of. Oh. And I was reading Narnia. That's I was like, cool. oh, that's weird. C.S. Lewis just sort of named it Terabithia, having no idea that she, this book is way more recent than the Narnia trilogy. I was like, oh, she, he, C.S. Lewis stole this idea. But she actually read Narnia growing up, so it's sort of ingrained in her subconscious, which is kind of cool. For a second there, I was having a minor panic attack because mm. I'm just like, are we thinking about the same thing? And so are I'm just we? quickly- Yeah, we are. We are. It's fine. Okay. Because we look, I'm like, where's the tragedy? Like, there's a deep tragedy, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid right? It. I'm yeah. trying to avoid it so we don't have to do spoilers. But and if you haven't read it, we will probably have to spoil the Well, we, we don't, yeah. But anyway, so I was just like- because you were just saying, oh, yeah, it's all about this cool stuff. I'm just like, am I thinking of the right movie? So I'm just like quickly mm-hmm. um, Wikipediaing. So and it is definitely the heart crusher. Before, I, I guess there isn't too much more to say about the movie beyond that point, except that I've always felt a sort of a sort of affinity with the story because it it sort of follows that sort of aspect of my childhood. Yeah. Imagination and that kind of thing. And I felt like no book or movie has fully captured what it's like to play pretend and that kind of stuff. But it's so important for children's development, or at least I thought it was important for mine. I used to, uh, probably not safe nowadays. Thanks, mum. But no, um, <laughs> but Wait I used to Do go- we need to cut this bit no, out? No, Should no, we stop I used to go screen? out into like the woods and the forest and play pretend for like hours and hours on end. I, I okay, loved so it. We do have a shared experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in that regards, like I would encourage, like we would go out and play like Harry Potter or okay, I don't think Harry Potter, but like it might all, not have been cool back then. No, but like all sorts of like weird magic games, right? Mm. Where like we'd be wizards or witches or holy knights or things. You're like just that. inventing basically. These I was. We were. Yeah, exactly. We were basically doing Dungeons and Dragons without Dungeons and Dragons back and in the day. One of the things it, one of the things that we used to do growing up was you, if you've seen like a trailer on TV for a movie, but you have never seen the movie because it's above your age range or whatever, mm. just invent a story surrounding that concept. And so there'd be little like things that come up and I'm like, oh yeah, we used to like invent a game around that movie or tv show or something and i never saw it but the plot's completely different in my head to what it really was yeah we never saw well because uh, one of the actors in bridge to breathe this is why i got confused is yes. in another movie about a board game like a they were trying to do like a jumanji thing i was gonna say what is it jumanji it's, it's not jumanji a copy it's, it's like, like a Kmart jumanji <laughs> Kmanji. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, so yeah, it's that. Uh, so just a quick uh, query from one of our listeners. Okay. Yes. Uh, someone says, uh, Josh, uh, do I have much Karate Kid lore? Uh, I do not. Um, I know the only thing I know from Karate Kid is. Uh, from Community, um, the TV series where where, where um, Senor Chang is like the correct Mister Miyagi, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is first of all, 
Oh, never mind. There's so much to unpack. There in is, that but whole he does exchange. such a good job in the end. Wax off, wax off. <laughs> True, but like Chang does actually a good job in the end. Like, because the director, uh, who's Pimento from oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, but anyway, um, yeah, like he brings the actual pain and agony out of Mister Miyagi, <laughs> which is pretty good. I like that. But anyway, that's way off topic. Um, yeah. Just shake your head because that was way off topic. So the answer is no, I know virtually nothing about Karate Kid. Except that um, Ralph Macchio is not the Karate Kid. What? It's definitely Billy Zabka. Oh, right. That's from uh, How I Met Your Mother where yeah. Barney Stinson is convinced <laughs> that they've focused on the wrong character. That's really interesting. So, oh my goodness, this is massive aside, but they actually, for the Cobra Kai se- series that they spun off of Co- Karate Kid, mm-hmm. they actually explore that concept of what if it's not a battle of good and evil like the movies depict because they're quite traditional stories and the whole series basically unpacks the idea of all of us living in our own world and we think we're doing the good thing and someone else is doing the bad thing. But when you zoom out a bit, you realize that everyone's just fighting their own fight. We're all the heroes and of our own story. Every episode of that show, I, I we actually deleted Cobra Kai off the list of things to talk about because I think we might have mentioned it in a past one. But every episode you end up going, oh, these guys are, the right, are in the right here. It's totally the other guys that were wrong. And then the next episode you'll flip. And you'll see the other perspective and, ah, oh, so good. Anyway. Interesting. Maybe I should watch Cobra Kai then. It's, yeah, obviously it's like a children's show, but it's, ah, oh, I love it. I'm addicted to it. But anyway. Gotta have a guilty pleasure, mate. I gotta have the guilty It's like pleasure. me in the Dresden Files. It's my guilty <laughs> book. Uh, well, I haven't read it. Anyway, so what we're talking about, <laughs> Bridge to Terabithia. Yeah, Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> Someone's yep. like skipping along trying to get, get to back to Bridge to Terabithia. Where are they going to stop <laughs> talking about stuff I don't care about? <laughs> so, sorry. Um, so, Bridge to Ter- Terabithia. Mm-hmm. So, we'll say spoilers are allowed from this point onwards. Obviously, if you haven't seen it, you're going to have to like mute your headphones for two minutes or whatever. Um, so, what happens is tragically the girl that the guy, the main character is friends with, dies. Leslie unfortunately passes away due to trying to get to Terabithia on a rainy day when Jesse was too scared to go. But when he was too scared to go, he actually gets a call from his teacher and there's this sort of strange boy crush that he has on the teacher that um, is sort of an interesting part of the story as well. Um, and he f- is just sort of like dealing with that shock of having lost Leslie and then also almost that guilt of going, oh, I should have invited her and that would have saved her life and all this stuff. So it's really a tragic story and yeah. he has to sort of process the loss. And it, I found the book, uh, sorry, the movie, the processing of the lost loss was not that significant to me, but in the book, it's really interesting because he doesn't react the way you're expecting him to react. Mm. And I later did some research and I found out that the author, once again, I'm blanking on the author's name, but she wrote it about her son that had a best friend and actually his best friend was struck by lightning. Oh, wow. So way more unexpected. If you wrote that in a book, you'd be like, well, what are the chances? But yeah. if it happens in real life, it's like, what are the chances? <laughs> you know, like it's one in a million or whatever. But unfortunately, he passed away and she had to sort of observe her son. I think it was her son that went through this. Hopefully, I'm not getting that bit wrong. Right. Um, so that's probably why it felt so unexpected because he doesn't react. He's almost like angry at her for having died mm. and all these kinds of things that sort of go on. And 
So I'm not sure. Like you saw the movie, right? Yes. But where you're talking about the book? I'm talking about. So I just watched the the watched the book. You watched the book. <laughs> I put the book in front of my eyes. And I mean, really, te- not much happened. I mean, technically, what is not reading if just looking at a piece of dead tr- tattooed tree and hallucinating for a couple of hours, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> oh, that's um, but uh, no, because like uh, like in my head, I'm trying to remember because I haven't read the book. I've only seen the movie, right? So I'm assuming there would be some. I'm not sure. Have you seen the movie? Yes, I have. I've seen the Zoe Deschanel. She's the teacher. That's yeah. the one I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's I've 2007 seen. or something. Spot on. Okay, I do. I probably because I was reading oh, facts okay, about right. the movie. That's yeah, probably how enough. I knew it wasn't mm-hmm. a wild stab in the dark. Say, well, well done. Um, um, but the in my head because I thought it was Dakota Fanning was the main actress in that, right? But it's uh, someone called Anna Sophia Robb who played Leslie. Plays Leslie. Okay. Yeah, and who plays Jesse? Uh, Josh Hutchinson, who is um, the guy from Hunger Games. Oh no way! He's um, Peter. Yeah, mm-hmm. or Peter, or however you pronounce their strangely spelt names. Probably is just Peter, isn't it? I think it's like P E E T A. Yeah, something like Peter. that. Peter. I don't know why that's got a weird we accent. We need someone to, to like fact check everything we say. No, on the they, you know, this is fun. Actually, that's um, what the people watching on the stream can do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, Congratulations, you're, you're now part of the podcast. <laughs> you're going to be our fact checker. Thanks. Thank I know there's a delay, uh, but <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, look at that. No one's commented in three seconds since we mentioned that. We are definitely correct in every conceivable exactly. fashion. Um, but because there's another movie that Dakota Fanning was in around the same time with Robert De Niro, and it's a horror. Um, like a psychological horror. And just for a second there, the two melded in my brain. And I'm just like, Bridget Arabithia was a bit scary. No, it wasn't, Adam. That's Dakota Fanning. You're completely wrong. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I'm all with that now. Um, Great. So I guess now the spoiler section is over. But if you haven't seen the movie or read the book, I recommend both. I found- I cried. The- Wow. Yeah. You have a heart. That crushed me. Like I said, yeah. I could, I'm not watching it again. I'm certainly not going to read the Devil Woman's book. Um, <laughs> it's, trying to crush it's a very my soul. Short, it's a very short novel. It took me a while mm. to read just because I've been busy. But mm. um, so yeah, I guess that's all there is to say. Not going to rate the book. It, it's no, beyond rating. I feel like it's just a part of literary history. Well, everybody now. should read it anyway. It's like um, one of our except for Adam because. We don't I'm not going you. to, um, but one of our uh, listeners was said, like, everyone read it in school. Oh, okay. So I never know. went to school, so that's why I only just read it. He was just... Cut you off there, but... That's all right, mate. So we actually had a request, which is for us to review Karate Kid 3, and I do really want to review it, but something that's come to my attention is we've just reviewed lots and lots of movies this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. And we actually have a sort of a partner, a sister podcast, if you will, Screen Review Time Warp, that are 150 times better at reviewing movies than we will ever be. They actually do research. Like, I have been on their podcast and I, I wanted to be like, well, it's prepared. like, a, a, have you seen like Wall Street with all the screens? That's what's them. And they've got like facts about every actor, like where like, they were born. Like, Zach. Like, he just knows everything. Like, he knows oh, directors wait. and producers. I mean, I'm just like, 
I don't think we're allowed to dra- name drop people's last names. I better remember to uh, delete that. But you know Zach, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but nonetheless, he um, he was, he's amazing. They know their their stuff. Give him a listen. Um, but yeah, uh, what's our next topic, John? Because I don't have my list up. Well, I actually thought. In a quick intermission, I will say something about Karate Kid Thee, which I watched last night. It's like 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I actually think- Wow. It, it, I think they did the right thing, which is to go back to the original karate formula. But they introduced this character called Terry Silver, and he just manipulates everyone the whole time. And mm-hmm. I just all I was thinking throughout the whole movie is you get to see- him get introduced into the world and him come up with his plan and then execute the plan. And I was like- if they had have just cut the start of the movie and put it right before the end of the movie, so the whole time you are thinking he's the good guy until it's all right, long, yeah, yeah, it would have been a hundred times better, and I reckon it would have been a classic. But anyway, moving on, uh, that is we've done too many movies, so uh, so the next thing that we want to talk about is something that you probably have been paying attention to if you're on the live stream. And if you're on audio, I'll give you a taster of what we're about to talk about. Hopefully that comes through. I don't know how I feel about that, John. Watching <laughs> that, hear that made me uncomfortable. Um, so I just rubbed my hair on the microphone. And the reason is I have the longest hair that I've ever had in my entire life. That's not an exaggeration. That's just a true fact. Yeah, I mean, you can put it up in a man bun now. Silence was brilliant. I'm pretty sure you said that you would like come into my house at night and like snip it off if I ever grew one. I do know how to get into the house. Just saying. I should not hold these podcast episodes at my house. <laughs> but anyway, the um so I'm thinking a bit of a challenge, right? Okay. So We'll leave this up, obviously, uh, so that way the episode can get out there and hopefully it'll get out there in the next day or two. But I'm thinking if we get enough people to comment, like, all that type of stuff, mm. you know, the classic clickbaity stuff, right? <laughs> That's how people get successful. But do that. Let's say, I don't know, like we'll just lowball it for now. Let's say like 30 interactions. And on what? On this episode? Yeah, on this okay. episode. And we'll cut your hair on stream. on stream. I will cut it. Oh, no. Yes. I'm particular about the way I like my yes. hair cut. Oh, no. Come on. So, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, there was once I think I shaved your beard, um, mm. which was nothing because, you know, that Wait, just did, grows back. I don't even remember that. I do. That a good thing. That was weird. <laughs> Um, but, you know, that's just how we are. Um, yeah. So, if we get, let's say, 30... Yeah, 30. Why not? 30 <laughs> interactions, make it easy, and I'll shave his head or I'll cut his hair. Don't ask me how. I've got zero experience. Trust me, it'll be legendary. <gasps> wow. <sighs> so, Adam, so- I really cut you off while we we're talking about June because I was excited to talk yeah, about man. aspects of it. But what you were about to bring up, you mentioned, and hopefully this is a satisfying conclusion for anyone that heard him hint at it, which was Doors of Stone. Doors Patrick of Rothfuss, Stone. a.k.a. The, um, the unofficial sponsor of the podcast. of our podcast, <laughs> uh, yeah, is writing a new book. It's called Doors of Stone. Love is it. there news about it? Is it cancelled? 
Like not Twitter If it was cancelled, we wouldn't be doing this because I would have thrown myself off the Bankwest Tower. Uh, um, um, actually, no, I can't say that because I'm married now and I love my wife. Um, but nonetheless, I'd be very, very angry. Also, you probably shouldn't say that anyway. Probably. But anyway, my our listeners know I'm weird. Um, so... Get uh, Pete says. Oh, just so other side. Uh, one of our listeners, Pete says, "Get the scissors ready." <laughs> get so, the scissors ready. Oh, I will. Believe me. So anyway, as He's I was just going to create thirty fake accounts just to see this. <laughs> so anyway, Doors of Stone by Patrick Rothfuss. Uh, there's no release date, so don't get your hopes up. Okay, oh. but there was a Twitch stream where he read the prequel. So you know, a silence of three parts. Uh, which, fun fact, uh, the toast at his wedding, mm. um, not toast, the speech, speech. was a, a love of three parts, Aww. which I wrote. Basically, I just stole the prologue to Doors of Stone and reworded <laughs> it. It's fine. Oh, sorry, the prologue to one of the- Because you, you're not actually friends with me at all. And <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very sweet. I watched- um, uh, Anyway, I watched the video back. Very sweet. Oh, very Thank nice. you, That's my pleasure, mate. So, yeah, anyway, um, Dawson Stone. So, he read the prologue, and you can just tell no wonder this is taking so long, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's not fine, okay. but I understand why. Hold up, hold up, mm-hmm. hold up, hold up. I don't know if you're about to explain this, but I feel like we need the high quality mic to explain this. So, okay. Before he, well, that's wow. actually too loud. Before Patrick Rothfuss starts his, his, um, rendition of the prologue. He leads up to it with, I want to say, an hour and a half mm-hmm. of just other facts. Q&A. It took me a long time to find it, and I was skipping through. Sorry, Patrick Rothfuss, if you're listening. If you're listening, finish the book. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, he's like- Take your time. And he explains it all, and I think this explains why he's delaying the book as well. He says, one of the few renewable joys in life is anticipation. I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> I wanted to jump through my screen and headbutt him. So uh, I think that's what he truly believes. He's like, there's no way he can live up to people's expectations because we've got such high expectations now that the best he can do is to keep us waiting as long as possible. Okay. So our imagination can fill in the box. I don't care about that. <laughs> I, he could literally poop in his own hands and clap. Right? What? I just want a conclusion to the story. It doesn't have to be perfect. We just but lost I understand all why. Of our live stream <laughs> listeners. But no, I don't. I like. I honestly don't mind if it takes like long for him. Um, I would like a conclusion to the story, but the like you could tell when he's reading the like he finishes the prologue, right? Scrunches up the paper and throws mm. it away. But then he's like, oh, you know, some of the cadence is off in that. Oh, yeah. Just from the prologue that he's probably <laughs> written 197 times. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm probably close to that number, Patrick. Um, and I just want to remind listeners some fact that Adam told us in one of the episodes, which is that Patrick Rothfuss has claimed that this is just the beginning of the Tamaranth sort of stories. And he's going to write. Other series, not other books besides Doors of Stone, other series besides King Killer. No, he, he is looking very old. Sorry, Patrick. Wow. <laughs> Jono. <laughs> Sorry. If he's listening, he's just like, well, screw these guys. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay, Patrick, you're this. The no, he's gone. John- Don't bother. <laughs> you old fart. How dare you listen to us now, boomer. Um. <laughs> Sorry, what I meant to say is he needs to get his act together if that's oh, going to happen. My I'm God. so sorry to I, everyone who's old and I this love podcast. this podcast. Um, so anyway. <laughs> what have I done? Um, so... Doors of Stone, I like he's read the prologue, so there's got to be like I think that's more of like a publicity thing. So I, my hope is it comes out this year. Like I didn't think it last year, but I am. I do think it's this year. I think it'll be late this year. Nah, I think so. Adam, okay, I wait, wanna, wait, I wait. I create a challenge for this. Oh, okay, yeah. If it's this year, mm-hmm. No, I can't think of anything. All right. How about We're this? We're already cutting my hair, right? That's true. Okay. How about this? If oh, I've got it, if it doesn't come out this year, yeah. I'll get my legs waxed. <laughs> Can't we get something more useful waxed? Uh, never mind. Let's really- <laughs> transition. <laughs> yeah. Where's the transition sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, merciful science. Okay. Um. I'm sorry for the visual that we just gave everyone. Oh, this is going to be quick. Okay. So, I have uh, I was wanting something uh, from a survival aspect. Okay, folks. So, this is literally a story about surviving in the zombie apocalypse. Okay. So, this is a story. I think it's called Arisen is the first book. Um, and that is about a group, like a special forces team, essentially, that are going out for certain missions to save the world. Um, like, I think it was like find a scientist who was close to developing like a vaccine and a cure and all that type of stuff. And, you know, it rolls on from there. And it was good. Like I, out of 10, I'd probably give it a... I know I don't say, you know, don't give it a seven, but this is literally a seven book. Um, Adam? Mm-hmm. Fine, at 6.9. Boom. Um, huh? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, if I could use points, I would say it's like a, probably a 6.5, to be honest. Okay, so I'll allow my complaint about the Karate Kid and my idea to fix it. Mm-hmm. I want you to come up with on the spot what you would change about the novel. Sorry, it was a book, right? Yes, I was basing out because I was checking the recording and the times and everything. But mm-hmm. this novel, what would you change about it to make it a eight or more? Longer. Oh, okay. So it wasn't no, no, uh, a I, bad story. No, it's not a bad story at all. Mm. I Okay, so there's a character in the third book, I think. Um, and I can't remember her name. I think it was Karen, ironically. Um, <laughs> So that's a meme if you yeah. if you're a boomer listening to this. <laughs> Although we scared them all off, <laughs> all one ruthless. Boomers are welcome. Everybody's welcome yes, at our podcast. Just to be clear, except no, I can't think of anything. Um, <laughs> except people, who except for dislike- people who dislike the Queen. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say dislike our posts, but that works. No, too. no the Queen's better. Um, but anyway, sorry. Back to point. Um, I found her character to be. So this is all about special forces people, right? Yeah. So like the best of the, like literally the best of the best of the best. Um, and because they go into like a bit of detail about like these individual people, like why they're so accomplished in their field. Mm. And then there's this just random cop woman who can basically match them for everything they do. That annoyed me. But that that 
you know, that is what it is, right? I would be happy because like there's a guy who's quite heavy into his faith and things like that and that gets oh, challenged yeah. and like that spoke to me as well because I'm quite like I have my own faith yeah. and you know he struggles with certain things like he tries to process them in like in this new world yeah. essentially so it was like oh that's quite interesting I enjoyed that um, but I would have liked the story to be longer because it's about like I said they're yeah. going rescue the scientist oh no here's what really bothered me the so the this is like in Europe right and they had to go to America so they're on this uh, aircraft carrier the last aircraft carrier in the world and they're flying up flying they're sailing over to America they land they do their duty they find the scientist and they're just like this guy's the most important person in the world now we've got to keep him safe right we're gonna tumble him through hordes of zombies which you know what that is understandable. They had to do that to get him to safety. What they didn't have to do while they're on Lake Michigan, not a spoiler, they're on Lake Michigan going across. And if you don't know what Lake Michigan is, it's this giant massive land, basically an inland ocean. Um, and yeah, they're going across to this island that has an airport on it uh, to get extracted. And they see this boat on the island and there's this person on there. And they're just like, oh, help. Uh, you know, I've been shot. This is an army dude like a special forces guy who's literally meant to be a cold calculating killer. And he's like, oh yeah, sure. We'll pull over and help them. And I was like, what? You get the, f- you've, <sighs> they- <laughs> during this, right. They've had transmissions from the people at the airport saying, oh, by the way, wonder we're under attack by hordes of zombies. Get your ass into gear and get here. And he's like, oh yeah, no worries. We'll be there in like 20 minutes. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, they've kid. Oh, these people on the boat have kidnapped some of our folk. Oh, yay! But you know what? That's beside the point. It was an entertaining story. Yeah, it was good because like that developed all sorts of other things. Mm. Um, introduced like another couple of characters and then choices that had to be made and moved the story forward. It just annoyed me. Um, but mm. highly recommended. Still, uh, I'm. I wonder if because <laughs> this was actually recommended to me by Pete. Um, <laughs> One of our listeners, Pete Cook, or Pete, 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 Pete. All right, Pete, Pete I have to edit out people's. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's watching the stream, right? He, he is, can tell yeah. us if we're allowed to name check True. him. Uh, but anyway, so that was Arisen okay. is the first book. Very good, yeah. highly recommend it. Zombie survival, easy to read, nothing too complicated. Okay. I just want to say one last thing. We've mm-hmm. got uh, the live stream going on and we've got subtitles, which is great for people who can't hear. Mm-hmm. When you said get your something into gear, it just came up with a bunch of asterisks, which <laughs> just made me laugh so much. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, that's all I have to say. Well, thank you. Good zombie recommendation. Ind- all right, that is unfortunately all we have time for today in episode 41. I don't know what happened to episode 38. Don't ask me. It disappeared. It's in Wait. the. You know what? No, no. John, it's out there. Our listeners just have, have to, to find, find it. it. Right. Actually, is it 38 or 37 that's missing? One of them is missing. Wait, 37 has area 51 in the topics, is probably that one. I, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll do some listening. Yeah, I think it is that one. Whew. Okay, well, anyway, don't look for episode 37. Really, um, don't try to find it anywhere because if you do that... You will uncover the dark secret. The secret that doesn't want to be told.
probably a bit creepy. I know kids listen to this. Sorry, <laughs> kiddies. It's just a joke. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you for listening. It has been a pleasure hanging out with you all. Yeah. Hopefully, if you're listening to us while you fall asleep or driving to work, we've provided either a nice gentle easement into the unrest or we've provided some type of nonsense for you on your way to work. I don't know. But regardless, whatever we've said today, remember... Do whatever we've said. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you definitely should uh, check out what we have spoken about today. Such as... Okay, this is weird. What in the name of science have you done? Wait, ready? So I'll go deep. Good evening. Wow, you couldn't even hear the words. <laughs> okay, that's probably enough, that. Okay. Anyway, but thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>